1: Hello and welcome to Pro Wrestling Index, delivered through the AI Podcast Channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. Um, and this is well, this is going to be one of the more important shows, I imagine, because it's going to be covering uh, the news that well, was breaking all last week and continues to break now. There's not really news; it's just. Eye-opening and heartbreaking. That's what today was noted as words, and it's perfectly put in in his notes here um, about the speaking out movement, and I mean British wrestling scene, and it's extending into other into the American scene and stuff like that. But it's it, it's just horrifying. But I'll introduce my guest, and it's obviously Alex. And uh, today, Alex, we won't do our weather stick because serious yeah, topic. Something
2: appropriate, does it?
1: No, maybe at the end. Um... But uh, we'll get into the topic. And do was here obviously as well. Um, and and today where I'll start with you on the, I mean, the speaking out movement. It just kind of exploded at the start of last week, didn't it? And I mean, it, it's pretty horrifying the stuff that we've read.
3: Yeah, it's something you never want to read. Um, and I, God forbid, you know the the. I just my heart goes out to anyone that has experienced something like that. It's, it's, it's such a difficult thing, I think, to go through. And I think, although, you know, um, the industry seems to be like a lot of stuff seems to be going on in the industry. Um, this coming out, um, at this particular time, I think it's probably a time when everyone, you know, has slowed down a little bit in terms of being busy and active and traveling around. So I think it's had the most impact now. Where people are literally on their phones majority of the time, they can they can listen to and 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 read some of the stories that are being um, mentioned. And look, um, I I don't think any industry is safe from the type of stuff that has come out. Um, and we've seen it come out in you know in different in the, we've seen in inter- entertainment industry. We've seen you know in Hollywood. Um, I guess you know this was the time for. The, the wrestling industry to deal with it, and I'm hoping that they they deal with it in a in an appropriate way. Um, you know, uh, it's it's just for now. I think it's it's waiting to see you know that and, and hoping that where justice needs to be done, that it's done accordingly. I you know what I mean? It, it's it's difficult because obviously, I think with social media, it's kind of trial by media um and you never know you know the the true story i suppose if if these people are innocent or if if or if they have actually committed what's what's being mentioned so i'm just hoping for the truth to at least come out and those that have done wrong that they do get punished appropriately and and then praying for the ones that have suffered that you know they get some sort of healing and, and maybe some closure i don't know if that's even possible from you know getting justice from this type of thing and also i suppose then for the companies you know rooting this stuff out hoping hopefully this is something that we never have to hear about or anyone has to experience again in the industry
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and alex i mean this is ultimately three blocks on the podcast and i know it's affected but, I mean, both female and male superstars came out, I know Keith Lee came out and shared his story as well, but it's it's free blokes sharing, well just giving opinions on I, I'll say mainly for want of a better word, a, a female led movement, or I say led, affected movement I should say so it's pretty much impossible for us to know that feeling I suppose, isn't
2: it? Yeah uh, I think if it's really good that you acknowledge that as well, because that's one of the things that I was going to say. It's like, we are three dudes, three young males on a podcast with no real, uh, semblance of knowledge of what that can feel like. Uh, and no semblance of knowledge of what it's like to have to cross the road at night because someone is walking down the street with even the most vaguely threatening aura, uh, and feeling like you have to watch your drink at all times in the bar feeling like you can't be out too late unless you're with a friend uh, and all of that stuff is just alien to us. And it's, it's extremely unfortunate that that is, so I mean, it's not just unfortunate. It's, it's horrendous that that's a thing that has to be dealt with in society. Um, I think what Taddy said is really important though. Uh, people who are it's two things, people who think this is Justin to pro wrestling. It, it It's not, and we shouldn't treat it like that. It's the phases that this goes through, and that's the the brilliance of these hashtag movements, is it it lets other people speak out who are in the same boat, who've had the same thing happen to them in the same atmosphere, i.e. actresses being molested by producers, sexually harassed by Mm. um, directors, everything like that, and wrestling is having having its turn now. Uh, And the other thing was the false accusations that can also come out of this because yes, it is almost impossible to prove a lot of this stuff, which means uh, a lot of the time people can take advantage of that in various ways Um, it might only be 5% of accusations that turn out to be false but that's still causing extreme harm to someone Um, and yeah the main, the main thing is truth and unfortunately we're not we're not exactly in a position as a society where we're going to be able to get truth because of the way these things are done and the burden of proof having to fall to the victim despite the fact the victim might not want to share that proof but the one thing that we can actually say is that as a positive the more women and and men like Keith Lee who speak out and it's not just Keith Lee. there's there's homosexual predators as well in the wrestling Mm -hmm. industry that have been been outed um, with speaking out. But the more that we get people speaking out, the less likely this stuff is to happen in the future. And the shame of it might be that we can't punish all the ones who – the wrestling industry can't punish all the ones who did those misdeeds. But the simple fact of the matter is you've got people like Pete Dunne um speaking out uh on Twitter really well about a lot of this shit that's going on and if he is the locker room leader in a certain locker room then that shit won't fly anymore. So we can only hope that yeah, the more that girls speak out, and the more that anyone speaks out, the more the victims speak out, um, the less likely this this thing is is to happen in future locker rooms and shows.
1: Yeah, and hopefully this is the start of
4: whew,
1: what's a, a safer environment. That's probably the best way of putting it for, for everyone. And
2: um, but well, also it's it's it is endemic in a way that you can see a lot of the, pe- the, the people who've been accused that come out with this bullshit, these bullshit apologies, and I'm not going to name names, but it's endemic of them not believing that what they did was wrong necessarily or Mm. you know being part of a culture that thinks that's okay and it's just like well that's just what we did um and that's just the worst part so if that culture can change then that is at least a modicum of success
1: yeah and as you mentioned i mean no one comes as as a hero in this situation but it does show up some of the more sounder people like as you mentioned pete dunn especially that it started off as a as a British wrestling thing, hopefully he can be now the creator of a new culture. Um as you say. Um To was there anything you want to add? Or any 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 I don't know, stories or anything you, you've seen that have not affected you but sticked with you or something like that?
3: Um no I, I think just as a whole it's just been uh, a shock. Um I'm just happy that it's it's out and and hoping that um, justice is served. There's not really much more I can say on it. I think maybe the only thing I'd say is the the way Sasha Banks handled this situation I thought was mm. really classy of her, um, and um, the way AEW seemed to have handled um some of the some of the things i think they've done well in the sense of for example suspend not just suspending people but then sending them for you know sensitivity training and, and that sort of training and then the the best thing for me I, I would thought is actually donating their pay to you know um charities and organisations related to you know the issue that they were you know speaking about or 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 that they did um i think that's that's a fantastic initiative i think especially in the entertainment industry if someone you know is getting um someone is to be suspended or something i think having their pay given to a charity that 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 deals with those issues i think is is very well done by the company
1: yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely. And as we said, it is free block, so it's it's kinda of difficult for us to have a personal stake in this as Alex said. Um but yeah, just just absolute sympathies to all the victims out there. Uh and to kind of finish on this topic from us it's just hopefully hopefully everything improves. It hopefully this is the start of everything in the environment improving in wrestling, but it needs to expand to to every other way of life, really. As Alex said, um, the Weinstein stuff last year in the film industry, that was that. Hopefully this is it for wrestling and it, it improves somewhat, but yeah, I'm sure there's still much more to come from this. Um, obviously, there's another proper serious topic. Um, and again, this is this is more WWE-centred, but Alex, I think, last pod, I can't remember if it was, I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about WWE not testing their talent with proper testing, it was just rather temperature checks and stuff like that, and it seemingly no, backfired that went quite well. quickly.
2: Yeah, that went well, didn't it? Mm. Uh, I mean, you can see it coming from a mile away. It's not, I, it, I'm not going to say it's WWE you because it isn't necessarily, it is a US corporate law laxity Mm. that lets corporations get away with all this shit and it's not just wrestling it's retail, it's fast food, it's hospitality, it's everything. They've been completely lax and that's why the rate of cases in the US is catastrophic. Um, However you'd think with I think it was, I think we said this last time, you'd think in this climate with scrutiny on them about their testing, about their lack of social distancing accusations that they then said, no, we definitely social distance. You'd you'd think at least they'd be constantly mindful and not have the street profits make their entrance for a bunch of people, you know, and not sort of let the crowd get close to each other. Um, And the one thing they did do, which was constantly scrub down the ring uh, after every match and have like Talent arrive fifteen minutes before their match. Wait outside for a little bit, come in, get changed, then go. You'd think that would be more than just um, what's the word like lip service? More than like that. Mm. You'd think that a big corporation would be like, okay, that's a good first step, but we also have to make sure we're doing all this other thing. because it's not that they're ignoring the problem; it's that they're still trying to cost cut. Which again, it's just American corporations in a nutshell. So. It's really stupid. It's not that surprising, but also it could have serious ramifications. If I mean, we've seen Renee Young coming out with um, COVID mm. on Twitter. We the inclination is that it wasn't just the people backstage and the people in the crowd that there are. At, there's at least two wrestlers who come down with it. Mm. If we do get a case from someone who's been on the shows, that would put the entire show for the next at least 2 weeks probably a month into some real uh trouble mm. because everyone would have to get thorough testing over multiple days before they could be allowed in the ring like that's just that's just what it's going to entail uh, so i don't i honestly mm. don't know where we go in terms of whether we have whether they carry on like normal or whether they record shows in a bunch with the wrestlers who they absolutely know are covid free but as of right now it's a shit show
1: yeah, and today I mean last show we did, I can't remember if KO said he was going to stop coming to shows. It might have been in between, but we we've seen big new. Like Roman Reigns was the first one pre-WrestleMania to to refuse to show up. The Usos, KO, now Sammy, Sammy's said Um, are you expecting more people to to re- refuse? Because I mean, it is. With the information that broke, I think it was actually this morning in, in, in UK time. Um, it it is a dangerous working environment.
3: It really is, and you know, I I think if it was maybe a, a different company where you can't, where it's kind of an unwritten law that if you skip days, you're probably going to get punished. Uh, Sami Zayn being prime mm-hmm. example of that. Unless you are, you know, someone that's already seen highly within the company, I, I, I can still see that fear being there that I'm going to lose whatever little spot I have, um, if, if I don't come. Maybe the people that, um, aren't even on TV, uh, I could, I, I could imagine them maybe just by saying sort of like, well, it can't get worse than this, can it? Um, but that's always a dangerous thing with saying that with WWE. Um it's it's just sad that this is how they treat their talent. Um, especially being a billion dollar company, having you'd imagine, the resources to do a better job. And you can you know you can see by the way they've handled this that they just didn't want to know. It was kind of like Schrodinger's cat, you know, they, they, they did not want to know how many people were actually passed over, uh, mm. because once they knew, and once they started testing, it was going to put the entire show in jeopardy and, and it's playing out right in front of us now. Um, they're not really able to do tapings the way they were, they had been planned out. Um, you know, they, they'd planned it out well over, I think just over past extreme rules, in terms of the days that they were going to be doing the tapings and going forward, um, I think I, I sent it in the group chat or something. Um, just hoping that now that it, they they take it a lot more seriously, that um, they put better safety um, measures in for for the for the talent and yeah, just hoping that everyone is safe.
1: Yeah, Alex. And obviously, you mentioned Renee Young there, which Obviously, goes on to affect. Um, I was going to say D. I was going to say D. Number Mox. Yeah. yeah, John Moxley. Yeah, Mox. Yeah. I always do that too. Yes. Um, so I'm not. I'm not saying that it, it's a blame game, but it, it, it's not um, on purpose or anything like that. But it's obviously affected both companies now, and seemingly, I don't watch JW. I know you, you usually watch it more than me. They were seemingly handle, handling it. Better than WWE, but it's affected them quite seriously slightly, with the main champion.
2: Yes, slightly. Um, there was a re- I think a report on Fightful. Uh, okay, sorry. I'm I'm trying. To- quickly panically scroll through or feeds <laughs> to make sure I could get it right. But first, the news uh, that basically there's a lot of COVID testing scheduled for this coming morning, tomorrow morning, at the time, American, so we're all in different time zones, so I'm not going to bother with trying to figure out freaking the constructs of time. Basically, the morning after the news came out, a lot of COVID testing was scheduled for WWE. It sounds like everyone is getting tested. Uh, it also seems like AEW are doing similar. Um, but also, yeah, so AWU haven't been big on masks. Uh, they haven't been big on quieting Chris Jericho's, um, what's a tactful word, mm. rantings, mm. Uh, especially considering their position on uh, their. Professional position on Black Lives Matter. Mm. Jericho's not really aligned with that, but that's a different topic. So he, the, They've got people who are being responsible. As Trumpisms. Well. Um, <laughs> yes, Trumpisms, exactly. Uh, the, and that's the thing. I think AEW has got more of a responsibility to be the alternative, and they haven't necessarily done all they can. Uh, I think the masks must be like, there are people in the mask, people in the crowd rather, should not wear masks. But You've also got to think that comparing it to WWE, who are very much the bottom rung of the COVID, uh, dealing with COVID well, slash putting in safety precautions uh, tree, um, they basically look like Saints. But yeah, I don't think either should get away with Mm. basically what what they've been doing. I think it's very reflective of the state they're in currently. uh, Literally, the state they're in is in Florida, where shit's crazy and keeps going on like normal. Is AEW in Florida as well? yeah jacksonville they're based in. Okay. yeah um but at the exact same by the exact same token like tally said hopefully this kicks their asses into gear uh and like i said that that suede of testing that we have scheduled uh hopefully goes to show that they are very much in panic mode which we want we want them to be in panic mode we want them to be in Fully alert mode, rather than just pretend it doesn't exist. Schrödinger's virus, uh, but yeah, mm. I, I, I wonder which way it'll go now. Whether they'll be able to record shows and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Um. So we'll move on. We'll move on from COVID because um, we mention it every week, and it'll probably get worse <laughs> before it gets better. See, well, we always mention America's behind, even the UK somehow. Um, but uh, we've had a. Well, we had the Becky I was gonna say situation there. The Becky pregnancy, which is not really a situation, um a, a month and a bit ago. Uh, I think. Christ time flies. Um, but the next biggest, or probably the joint biggest female star is obviously Charlotte Flair. And today where it looks like well, it not looks like she is going to get surgery on um her shoulder, isn't it? Yes. Um but that's the two mm. biggest women Women's wrestlers, women's stars, out of the company for the for the foreseeable future. I mean, it kind of came out the blue, but Charlotte going away. I mean, people either love her or hate her, but it, it's a it's going to be a big miss, especially with Becky being away.
3: I'm not sure if it's a if it's a shoulder injury. I think that's just work That was just worked, and oh, okay. that's how they they were. were going to write it on on tv so Mm. it appears she's going away because of the injury Uh, i think that was a way to write her off um i don't think she's disclosed what the surgery is for i think it's but i do think it's for personal reasons Mm. um so we'll yeah so we'll see how long she is out for but interestingly rick flair recently said that she's had like tv offers and stuff so right. okay. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if even even after the surgery or you know during recovery or whatever if she takes up any of those opportunities mm. um that that will be one to keep a close eye on but yeah she she has been given like uh she has been given a few a few offers outside of WWE that perhaps maybe she might look at um in terms of the fact that her being off tv um, I, I know, I, you know, I, I, it was such a big topic, and it was, I suppose it was gathering steam when she was on every single show, including NXT, when she was the NXT champ. Um, I think that maybe was a bit too oversaturated, yeah. And and I think that maybe just blew the top off the the whole Charlotte narrative. And you know, the, um, look, she she's she is booked like John Cena uh roman reigns um you know she that that, i think that's that's their poster child in terms of women's wrestling and and she's booked like that way and she's booked very very strongly um losing that i think is is massive because it seems like all roads always lead to her especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to championship the championship picture so if that now gets cut off, it means they're gonna have to rework however they, you know, however they then plan that that women's division. Um so it'll be interesting to see where they take it. We've seen already the pivot of Sasha now having a, a match against Oscar. Um whereas I thought the angle was going to be um a triple threat between Oscar, Naya and Charlotte, and then mm-hmm. Charlotte pinning Naya in that triple threat. Then leading to a Summerslam match, one on one with um, Oscar and Charlotte, with the whole um, narrative of you know Oscar, you've never beaten me, yeah. And then you have Oscar chase that. I thought that would have been really exciting. And and and, you know Charlotte had so many championship brains, but I think this one would have made perfect sense. I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. had an issue with her taking the title to well i suppose if she then goes on and beats ask at that, that would be the concern um, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny um but yeah it, i think it's a huge loss for the company um in terms of the the other female wrestlers it's, it's a huge opportunity <laughs> so you know um they may probably be slightly happy you know you're you're never happy when someone has to go and do surgery and you know best wishes to her for for the surgery but i think they might have an eye on on becoming the the charlotte flair while she's away so yeah that's now two massive positions that have been taken um you know positions that are up for grab now and charlotte and becky being gone what i'm hoping is that they elevate people instead of maybe just putting sasha into that position mm. um as much as i love sasha um i think what she and bailey are doing on smackdown is good and keep them on smackdown let someone come up on raw maybe someone we haven't seen in a while yeah um yeah. you know someone that's also married to another wwe superstar There
4: mm. um, <laughs> There
2: it is.
3: <laughs> know, there it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> with with Charlotte being away from TV. Because I'm 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 worried that Ballet is seen as a threat to Charlotte in the sense of Char- Charlotte's always been booked as the the athlete, you know, um and they're always praising how athletic she is. But Bianca basically wipes the floor with her. She broke all of Charlotte's records in, in the PC. In any case, so if she then comes on and and she's showing you know she's as athletic as Charlotte, I could see her getting fed to Charlotte just to make Charlotte that you know just to put everyone back into their sort of pecking order, but with her with her being away it I think it it can allow ballet to be brought in, build her up, and then on Charlotte's comeback. I think that could be a really, really good match, and i i then I wouldn't mind Charlotte coming back beating her and 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 reminding everyone that she she is the queen, but I just don't want that beating to come too early before you've grown bianca
2: mm.
1: I mean Alex, I mean Bianca's probably the best shout because she's kind of is she actually your raw superstar now or is she in between, yeah, is yeah, she, she got
2: called up. I right, think okay. you're probably called up, yeah. Right. Okay. So I mean, um, she certainly hasn't. She certainly hasn't been on NXT since. Put it that way.
1: Right.
3: So she's she... been working main event matches.
2: Oh
1: God. Yeah. 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 Unlucky. <laughs> along with, along <laughs> along with, with Ricochet. I <sighs> oh my good. kid. main event uh, sounds good. <laughs> Andrade, that was the other one. <laughs> main yeah. event sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know. When
3: I saw that screenshot of. Andrade on main event. Oh, man. Like, that was sad.
1: Oh, God. Your heart just sank. Is main event even on TV anymore? I think it's still on USA. I, just, I don't know. I don't know if it's on USA.
2: I don't right. know. Honestly, I honestly forgot it was a thing. Yeah. I forgot it was a thing. I forgot Superstars was a thing. I forgot 205 Live was a thing there for oh, a God. while.
1: Well, backstage isn't a thing anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, that's got cancelled.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, though, is... um. Regarding Bianca and, and the women's division, I think, and mostly regarding what Taddy said about about like sort of lifting up a woman and building a woman rather than just relying on Sasha, I think they are going to have to do that anyway, and they were going to have to do that anyway, because Becky dropping out, Charlotte was brought back to fill that void, which means they need someone to come and fill the Charlotte void. But also, they were going to turn Sasha anyway, because we know that was the plan. So now they have to – whatever whatever role Sasha was going to fill post-turn, whether that was top face on SmackDown or feud with Bailey, then go to Raw, top face slash heel on Raw, that is now another spot that needs filling too. So I think it's just sort of raised another bar – raised the level of what – of how urgently they need to make, to make someone. Excuse me. I think um, my inclination was that they were going to – hop Rhea up around SummerSlam time and build her up to be that. But now I'm not quite so sure because I think she. I think it's, they basically want to build the NXT Women's Division on Rhea and EO. And the fact that the, the 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 rumors come out about Vince thinking more short term makes me think he'll probably try and lift someone up who's already on the roster. Which is why I think Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose is back in the program again. Obviously, it was always going to be, but you, you can make one of those two. Uh, in fact, you can probably you you should probably make both of them uh, top stars in their own right. Uh, but also, you look at if you if you split Sasha from Bailey, that's a top either a top face or a top heel. But then, yeah, you look at Bianca being positioned in that sort of rising star, maybe give her an undefeated streak, maybe you know have her just look impressive, blah blah. But I still think. Um, they've, they've treated Liv pretty badly in the last month or so but I think Liv was one of the ones who you could have picked it, look, Liv, well, it looks like I they're know,
1: starting a new story we'll, obviously we'll we'll go for Raw but it does look yeah. to, well that, that's the point I mean they're starting a few women's stories aren't they you mentioned Mandy Sonya again Um, Natalia and Lana Lana no, yeah no, not
2: great but no. Alexa and Nikki is yeah. thing and we keep forgetting that Alexa Bliss hasn't been a single Mm. For a long time, so Liv, Liv, and, Liv come, and Ruby, have thing that I think that was going to say. Yeah, that's yeah. Liv and Ruby,
1: which is all, probably the most interesting.
3: Um, could they not re- reshuffle the, the the especially the women's roster? Considering because both big stars are from Raw, a that's trade. That's I love and, it. Yeah, or some even some sort of trade because I wouldn't mind. Let's say Lacey Evans going to Raw. And
2: giving yeah, her, yeah, that's a good chance. Yeah, trade trade Nia to main event exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: oh, then we have the big glasses both on SmackDown.
2: <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> um, when when Charlotte did a promo on Raw and she was like, and Nia was talking about family, and Charlotte's like, "Oh, you want to talk about family?" I wished, I wished she came out with a line that. Was basically the only reason you're not, you're haven't been fired yet, is because of your family connections. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but she didn't. She didn't. She didn't quite go there. But no. But I think Teddy's also right in that the two voids are raw. Uh, Charlotte was on SmackDown earlier in the year, but Becky and Charlotte were sort of pillars of mm. raw. They've disappeared now. your two other biggest women. Well, at the moment, your biggest women stars, Asuka specifically. Asuka, uh, Bailey,
1: Sasha. Oh, do you mean just Bailey well? and
2: Sasha? Yeah. Well, I was—I was, I was going to say that the two biggest stars are on each show. I was going to say mm. the champions, Asuka mm-hmm. and Bailey, but obviously Sasha is in that mix too. Mm-hmm. So it's a case of who do you promote? Like, yeah, if you shuffle, if you do a shuffle, who do you promote? Mm. Um, and we'll probably get to this as well. But I think the fact that Charlotte's probably not going to be back for the rumble uh, mm. means you sort of also have to position someone if we're thinking long term. Who can win the Rumble next year Because I don't think Charlotte would the, the, Like I first was When I heard she's coming back to the Rumble I was like oh there you go there's the Rumble winner And then I thought <laughs> no they've never Done two in a row I don't think They want to do two in a row hmm. In terms of Rumble it, winners so They need someone to build up for a Wrestlemania spot Next year because right now there is no one
1: Lads is it bad it took me about Ten minutes to just remember Shayna Baszler's there?
4: Oh, oh no. Christ No, no. I forgot as well.
3: Jesus Christ. That's the job they've done on her. I think that's indicative of what they've done to her, the poor girl. Mm. Well, it's not even like
2: what they've done necessarily to her booking, because she wasn't booked that early. The fact that she hasn't been on TV in months, which
3: is and just that was criminal. a Heyman push, we... so I, I don't mm. know. I don't know where she yeah. goes from. We would have forgot
1: about Bianca Belair if it wasn't for yeah. I will never <laughs> <let
2: you forget. laughs> constantly. Also, you could turn Kyrie. I guess
1: I was expecting a maybe. I would well, kind of hoping if we get Kyrie V Bailey and Sasha Vyaska, that's two good matches. That
2: would be fun. Yeah. Mm. And you could have Lacey waiting in the wings for one of them. And, yeah. yeah. Even I think what's the name of the talent at the moment, Naomi. Uh, is she, I thought she was one of the ones that went home because of COVID, but no, now, now you're, now she I'm, was on, she was
3: on, she, was on yeah. Yeah, she was on SmackDown, yeah.
2: Yeah, she was on SmackDown, yeah. No, you're right. So she,
3: I, probably... I mean, they've, they've got women to, to I think push up uh, just whether or not yeah, they do it.
2: I think their issue right now as well is balancing the women's televisions in the. Um, women's single divisions because mm. they probably still need another tag team well
1: to be fair if the unless it's kind of more of a t- uh, TV storyline, the tag team division it looks like well Sasha's going to be tied up with Asuka at Extreme Rules and you imagine Bailey's going to have a match as well so you, unless the double they're working two matches on a night I can't see the tag team div- the women's tag team division I should say have a match at the next pay per view
2: Possibly, there's Carmella mm. as well from that with Bailey. Yeah, so, I've seen her a while. Well, Carmella's
3: know. a good shot. Yeah, um, yeah. We watch the next. Two. Anyway, we
2: should probably anyway, we've spent her. a long time
1: on that, but we—I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Bianca's probably the the main one, and Shane, or if they actually remember that she's employed. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how that develops. Um, let's get into SmackDown, and as we've spent forty mins. Or i just naming women. We forgot that work for WWE. Um, let's get into SmackDown. I mean, we won't go bit by bit because it was literally last Friday. But, yeah, the Matt Riddle debut. Uh, Alex, I'll start with you because I think you mentioned this before we started recording. Uh, obviously, the first story we mentioned, he was one of the people spoken out about. So, this kind of felt different uh, before Awkward. a week ago. Yes.
2: Yes, very awkward. It, it, and I felt myself like uh, subconsciously bobbing along to the music and like being like, oh, this is cool. And then thinking, oh, no, it's not. And it was a shame because, well, no, it wasn't a shame for him. I think it was more a shame for what they were trying to do, which was a fun thing. But the fact that WWE posted, like, their tweet after the thing barely raised pomp, just like, oh, the King of Bros is here, end tweet. Um, you just go, yeah. I don't think we'll be seeing him on TV for a while, and it it was a shame in that the it it was yeah a cool moment for the audience, but it was extremely awkward. Like I felt myself Mm. watching it, being like, "Uh, yeah, good match, but still, I can't really get into this.
1: Yeah, and to do, I mean, is this the issue with pre-recorded? Matt, well, shows, um, you can't really change or take out a a thing that I think you noted the time down, 35 minutes of a two-hour show. It's not something you really edit out when something breaks, like the stuff we mentioned in the first story last week.
3: Yep, yep, it it is a serious um, consequence of it. I wonder if going forward, maybe they're going to tape extra matches. Mm. Um, just in case, and then they pick and choose which matches to put in. I, just, I don't know if that's something they do. They'll probably they could just not something.
1: have a 35-minute segment and just like, ah, five <laughs> minutes, five minutes, we can cut that out. We can fill that with, with anything.
3: Uh, that makes sense, because when we get to Raw, a lot of those matches were pretty short. So, yeah, that I, could be a I
1: can't remember matches <laughs> other than the uh, the
3: tag team one. <laughs> but in terms of the match itself, I I thought it was a really good match. Yeah. Um. They were laying it in. I, I think if um I I know on Twitter and stuff there were mentions of Dominic not necessarily laying in his shots. Obviously he's still young and he's learning, but if there's a match to watch, if if you if you watch that AJ and and Riddle match, then that that's a good match I think to to showcase laying it in. Um I think you know, the put hot shotting him straight into that ISU picture, I think mm-hmm. was a bold step. Um. although we even spoke about maybe the, the WWE Championship hotshotting him into there. Oh, we'll, we'll get um, to that.
1: Don't worry about that. Well, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like yeah. All that.
3: <laughs> but in, in, in the ring, I thought it was a really good match. The only thing that, that I wondered about was you know when they had the lumberjacks all around the ring.
2: Mm.
3: Surely they should have been around for the um, Edge versus Randy Orton match. Like me personally, if, if if this is being billed as the greatest mm. match, I would want to be right there by the ring. Right. That that's the only. Oh, this someone debuting. Watching.
1: We'll just stay here for a bit. So.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ah, screw. It, I'll just come out. Why not? Uh, that should be a new crack. If you just fancy watching, just pop out and have a, <laughs> have, a, have, a nice, have a seat, ring there. Uh, That'd be
2: brilliant for making feuds yeah. too. Yeah. Like With a box of popcorn, like Kevin Owens style box of popcorn out there. And they're just being like, yeah, I came to watch you lose. Ha ha ha. ha, ha. Hmm. Oh yeah, just came out just to chill. What's boring back there? I figured I might as well to come drink. To hmm. That would be nice. That'd be a fun thing to do. Hmm.
1: But I mean where where this story's going, I mean, they're seemingly still teasing AJV Bryan, and obviously he's meant to be fighting Gulak on the coming upcoming episode of, of, of SmackDown. So I mean maybe they've kind of fell into a backup plan if if Riddle's does get written off TV, which seems possible. Uh, obviously, we we're trying to not name names, which is kind of difficult when when he's been pushed into the pretty much the SmackDown main event. Scene. Um but if he is getting written off for probably WWE's own reputation, which isn't a great reputation, but they need PR. Um, it looks like they might go back to Brian, which I mean AJ Styles v Daniel Bryan, yes. Is that, is that pretty all sort, much, yes? All sorts of yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you've got Gulak there means it doesn't it won't get repetitive because you can just slot in Gulak versus AJ as a feud. You can slot in uh, Kofi if you really want. Uh you've got enough ammunition there, I think, to make the intercontinental mm. title as important as they're clearly trying to make it. He, na- he name checked the other
1: day. He Big E and I was like, Yes, please. He did,
2: yeah. And Big E was there gyrating and yeah. posing. He was oiled yeah, and up
1: and ready to go. <laughs> he was, he
2: was very much oiled up. And yeah, and that's the thing, I think they are, the way they're talking with Brian, they do want to make the Intercontinental title sort of the US title circuit, John Cena, yeah. US title reign. Yeah, Is that yeah. 2015, 16, I think it was? That's a long time sure, ago. Yeah, right. But um, the other thing I think they're doing pretty well I and mean, riddle aside, is they're not relying too much on, um, sort of main event feuds resting on, um, the, the, like, the endings to their shows, right? Over the last, I want to say, month and a half, even before Backlash, there have been a lot of Edge and Orton. This last Raw had Seth and, um, Ray. There was another one a while ago with Seth and Ray. We've had Braun and, Bray, we've also had on SmackDown the Intercontinental title, Picture and the tournament. We've had um, obviously Braun, we've had Otis involved in as well. They're doing well in terms of giving us a, a lot of things to care about. And I know Riddle supposed to be mm. one of those, but I think they're at least succeeding in promoting the Intercontinental, Intercontinental title as sort of at a level playing field with the Universal title, which is helped by the fact that Braun Strowman the Stroman Express is the Universal Champion. Oh, but God. it's also a testament to how good that new inter- Intercontinental title belt looks as well, I think. That's a good point.
1: It's a good point. Um, We'll move on from that. I mean, I'm going to name segments, but if you want, it just buzz in if you want to mention anything. So, Jeff Hardy promo. No, Shorty G defeated Mojo Riley. No,
2: <laughs> very much. No, no.
1: Miss TV. <laughs> like I won't spend loads of time on this, but Miz and Morris—they're they're, they're, just—they're just great. They're great. They're, they're
2: fun. Sonny Deville. In fact, I should let D was speak about his his second day. His, um, his like, smacked like <laughs> Deville and Mandy Rose. Yeah, he's smacked down, mate. Exactly. Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose have a fantastic feud. They're really good at talking to each other. Uh and getting you interested in their in their fights and Taddy, you feel free to mourn Sonia Deville as much as you like.
3: She's a talent. <laughs> she is a talent. Um I I I did want to also praise Mandy Rose though. I thought she stepped a game up uh in that promo. But yeah, I thought Sonia it. I love that there's always elements of truth to what she said and that's that's my favorite heel a heel that's fighting a noble fight in their head and that thinks they're they're justified in what they're doing and they're actually making sense um and you can see she, she's loving it like getting all this mic time and and being able to show what she can do on the mic um miz and morrison were, were great um uh in this segment uh just you know sort of tossing um lighter fuel the fluid, fluid in, in into the flames um yeah it, it was an all all in all good segment I think Sonia came out looking uh, the star but Man, Mandy held her own which which was good to see if if they can continue to you know raise their game it could be a really really good feud although I thought this feud was kind of over and I was hoping that it was over um because if if it's starting again it just means it's going to be 50 50 booked
1: and, well, you know Vince has an affiliation for blonde people <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 50-50 might be optimistic there to do um, <laughs> New Day defeated Lucha House Party, I mean the main story from this is that Nakamura and Cesaro replaced um, Christ what they got, the Forgotten Sons didn't they that's pretty
2: much what yes. this feud is and hopefully, the Forgotten Sons are well and truly forgotten now uh, because of, well, them being crap, but also Jackson Riker's Trumpisms. And I think in in the current climate, you can't really have someone who is very patently a racist.
1: Well, there's Trumpisms, Uh, then there's
2: that. (laughs) There's that, yeah. One inspired from the other, but yes, absolutely. There is that, which I think means The Forgotten Sons will probably be not in WWE a year and a mm. half time, in 18 months' time. Well, it's, no one will give a shit. I'm not sure
1: the... Pol- well, political, when it's not really political. Being a racist dickhead, um, it, I'm not sure if the other two members of the Forgotten just I don't know where they stand on it, but it's a shame for them if they're not of that way. And if they are... They have
3: they have distanced themselves from his comments. Have they? So, okay, so, that's, that's fair, good. That's yeah, fair.
1: That's excellent, yeah. So so most, they, maybe they right, could okay.
3: continue as a two, but... I don't know. Just
1: just get a tank and just call him Riker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's big, who's bigger on his own?
2: Yeah, so like there's
4: sure Dijakovic,
1: just Dijakovic it. with him.
2: That's Jason Rikers. <laughs> Where the hell is Dominic Dijakovic? I don't know.
1: Maybe they just confused him with Dominic Dominic.
2: Yeah they only had one Dominic quota. Yeah. They're like, ah, bring in Ray Sun, fuck okay. it.
1: Uh but we'll get there right. I mean, it it's strange, maybe they just don't act well, it's strange you call them up and then there's no storyline for him to get into, but obviously with it being pre recorded, we don't know how far they're into it. But uh we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um Sasha, we've barely defeated Nicky Cross. Anything to add? I was skipping
2: through stuff at this point, I won't lie. I will take that as a note. Uh... Well, I was going to say not particularly, other than Bailey and Sasha being brilliant at being loudmouths on the side of the ring, as per usual. I think they've both been MVPs of the Rona era because they've both been allowed to just talk shit a lot of the time, and it's been great.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, I thought there'd be people who st- Bailey, especially, I thought she'd be maybe one that struggles with it, but she's actually. I mean, her on commentary. Pretty much, call Michael Cole a Dickhead. At every turn, his kids are great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Alex, I will have to stick with you on this because, well, today you had yeah. Bianca and Sonia, and we we have. That's well, not the fiend anymore, or oh, not at this moment. It is hobo Jesus. <laughs>
2: it is hobo Jesus. It is the cult leader himself, Mister Bray Wyatt. Um, this was brilliant. And I didn't expect it. I thought we were going to get... When he said, I've raised the dead, I'm like, oh, cool, The Fiend's coming back. That's great. Fantastic storyline. And then he said it in that accent. He said the next line in that accent, and I was like, oh, this is sick. Um, Yeah, fantastic. I love Bray Wyatt's creativity, whether it was him or just like the idea of mind games and getting into your head and making Braun Strowman look A, relevant, and B, relatively interesting. Uh Fantastic, and I thought the promo was what's the word? Sort of compelling in Bray the Bray Wyatt way, yeah. where you sort of were looking at him like, "Oh shit, this is cool." Oh, he's going back there. Oh, he's, he's doing all the lines, and yeah. It also was a nice thing to see how far he's come as this rejuvenated Bray, uh, completely opposed to what Homo Jesus sort of became towards the end, which was a parody of itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and it was a problem. I mean, obviously, we don't know where it's going to go, but a problem when we had the Fiend and Jumper Bray character is that we we didn't know how we'd fit on weekly TV. And the fact that he's added or brought back his old personas, now he's got three personas, I mean, (laughs) could he bring back old Bray as a week-to-week TV character? Because... You can't really have Jumper break come out every week. And the Fiend, I don't want to say it should just be for the big four, but he should only really come out in important situations, I think.
4: Mm,
2: yes, in a way. I think it would add another bit of diversification to the the, the, the character. Um, but I think it should only come out when it's relevant and necessary. I think it, it makes sense with Braun. Mm. It would make sense if he was trying to get in, you know, someone's head that he's faced before and say, which one are you facing again? But I still want it to be a rarity. I don't think it should happen that Mm. necessarily that constantly. But I don't think at the same token I don't think it should be a one time deal either, because it is fun and we know he likes to play that character and he can go places with it. I'm not, just... I'm not
1: comparative, but when Mankind brought out like Dude Love or... Yeah. Oh, I, I say Mankind, that... I say Mankind. When Mick Foley brought out Dude Love or Cactus Jack, it was special. <laughs>
2: exactly. No, that's absolutely it. And that's a very good comparison to make, too, I think, um, it, even with the Mandible flaw as well. Maybe you could have periods like Mankind... like Mick Foley used to do, where he'd be Cactus Jack for a while and then he'd be Mankind for a while. But I think most... I think the way he he's created this fiend character... Um, is conducive to a really, what's the word, sort of, for lack of a better term, sort of fun character where you don't, like unpredictable, you don't know who's going to come out. I think if you add Homo Jesus to that, that is excellent, but if you rely too much on Homo Jesus where it's not necessary, then he falls into the same traps. as. And especially because the Firefly Funhouse is such a fun thing, um mm. I think I think you're right in that it may be being slightly oversaturated, or maybe it's in danger of being oversaturated if it gets done so much, but mm. it's such a genius way to do storylines, but this whole mind games thing that I I think Firefly Funhouse House should be the predominant Bray White character, put it that way. Mm. Yeah, I mean I think it
1: was becoming a tad oversaturated and it didn't I think we mentioned it at the time it didn't help him becoming universal champion, and then he had to pretty much be on at least every couple of weeks without it being a Brock Lesnar situation. And then we thought, oh, he dropped the title. And then they gave Braun it. And there's a natural story there, but they've put him now in two storylines with Braun Strowman. It's like, right, we forgot about the Goldberg thing. It, it didn't. It didn't happen. He was never universal champion. It just never happened. And now you've now they've booked themselves into the
3: same corner to do. I don't know why they do that. I really don't understand why they do that. You, you, we all saw it didn't work with him as champion because because oh, Goldberg. Um, yes. I, I don't think he needs a belt. I don't think he needs a title. I, I think he's. If anything, he should be either like what randy orton's doing at the moment some kind of legend killer or something mm-hmm. like he's creative enough to to create feuds and have feuds that i think would excite people you know playing with their their emotions um but for what it's worth and, and considering you know we are in this situation i do think um this this was an awesome segment uh bringing back um pre- the, the old bray white character i thought was really really Mm -hmm. cool and i can't wait to see what he does with it the only shame is that they aren't um they're not going to be fireflies in the in the crowd because i think that would have been such a cool scene uh Mm -hmm. if he comes out at the pay-per-view with you know the lights out um the rocking chair and everything with the crowd with the lights i I thought that would have been really fun and, and a really special moment um my only worry, though, and I don't know if you guys see it this way, is every single other character of his going to lose unless he's the Fiend. Because Mick yeah. Foley still won matches. Um, you know, Dude Love, Mankind, they all still won matches. Yeah. Whereas it seems like this is a trope that they're using that if he any other character he is, apart from the Fiend,
2: loses.
1: Well, they did it. So with how, how they, did it get... with, they did it with Finn Balor <laughs> for years. Yeah, well, yeah, it, that's
2: true. They just, they just brought, back, up, I, well, they brought back. Hobo would... Jeebus
1: just to uh, to bury him once again.
2: Well, hopefully not. But also, NXT went through a, a time period where they didn't want Finn to dress up as a demon and take over because they wanted him to prove that you know he could do it without the makeup. I think... What is, what is Jumper Bray? I think he's technically one and one at the season. He can beat The Miz, Miz and, and lost to Strowman. Yes. Why didn't so, Jumper
1: Bray fight Goldberg? Jesus Christ. I know it's because Saudi obviously wanted The Fiend, but Jesus yeah, Christ. They wanted
2: The Fiend and Saudi just fucked everything up, to be honest. Um, but I think they need to be very careful of that. Yeah, I think they need to be careful of that. Ugh, Jumper Bray doesn't just become, oh, he's going to lose. And if they bring Firefly Bray back, you know, try try to give him wins. But, you know, it's hard with a character when you put him in title matches. He doesn't need to be in. But at the same time, this segment made me excited for the feud. So, I mean, they've done something right.
1: And that's quite tough content, the Strawman Express. Is still a thing, um, and they still haven't got a Thomas the Tank Engine t shirt for him, um, which is just disappointing. Uh, but we'll move on because I don't want to mention Strowman because it's boring. Um, let's move on to Raw, <clears throat> and and to do, I'll start <laughs> with you. Speaking of which, yes, I <laughs> <laughs> want to
2: move on from Strowman because yeah. it's boring. Let's go to Dolph Ziggler,
1: yes, um. I think it was you put in the group today I mean everyone every newish champion or new star they tried to build ended up going into a feud with Dolph Ziegler and then it went to shit um obviously there's a somewhat of a story here with drew because they um they were put in a tag, well kind of more of a bodyguard situation at begin with and eventually attack team um does that story counteract? the lack of interest or does the lack of actual crowd help with the lack of interest in ziggler uh, to do what that as for
3: yeah i think i think the lack of crowd probably does help them because they're going to be able to tell the crowd how to react mm. um it, basically it's like watching a sitcom or or a talk show where you can see they're holding cue cards, pretty much saying cheer or boo or you know, woo. Um, and I don't, I don't know if the crowd would have been as receptive for Dolph Ziggler or for this feud. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think that helps them in terms of Dolph. The look, he's one of the best sellers in, in WWE, if not the best. Uh, Salah and WWE, so you know his in-ring work. There's no disputing he's a great, great wrestler in terms of um, you know looking at at his work, his body of work. But the issue is, first and foremost, there's no hope in hell that he's he's winning this match. Mm-hmm. So that already loses the interest for me. Yeah. And then um, yeah, just as you mentioned, the, the the fact that every single person gets put into a feud with Ziggler. And every single time, it's the same reason. It's, it should have been me. Or some sort of iteration of he should be the champion, oh, not the God, other I guy. I forgot
1: about
2: that shit. Yeah.
3: Can, they, can they come up with something different?
2: Why, why, why it, didn't they even get team? put in a number one contenders match? Like It should have been so easy to just be like, all right, you want to show up, win this match against, I don't know, someone.
3: Mm. Bomber, and it undermines... And it undermines what Drew said when he won the championship, where you're saying he's going to give opportunities to people who deserve it. Well, Dolph doesn't deserve it, because as soon as Dolph came out, and pretty much one of the first things that Drew said to him was, well, since I've been apart from you, you've been losing. And straight out, I was thinking, so why is he getting a title mm. shot then? If you yourself are acknowledging that he's a loser why why does he deserve a title shirt? So I think it's just undermining his title reign. Um yeah. but if 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 um I've forgotten his name now.
0: Um
3: really? if he wasn't no um <sighs> he's injured, the Canadian guy. He's injured. Jennifer the Maharaja. <sighs> Oh, Jinder. Jinder. Jinder Mahal. Do not hinder the Jinder. I forgot about that. um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
4: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: Yeah, and I do think if Jinder Mahal <laughs> <laughs> I might just leave this in. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going Mahal. to, I'm going to just leave this in. Yeah. If Jinder oh, Mahal wasn't not? injured. Jinder Mahal wasn't injured. I think he would have been in this position that Dolph is in right now, being the, the, the number one contender. So, Yeah. Let's move on. I don't so, think about gender. If in, if
2: in the jihad <laughs> was something. Uh,
1: to be fair, at least Ziggler will get a better match.
2: And it's uh, it's nice that they're reflecting or referring to their own continuity because that is one thing that we say they don't do enough, and they are doing. It. So thank you. Mm. Well,
1: obviously, the, this kind of revealed the news. I think it was kind of leaked on. Twitter and all sorts beforehand as well, but um, trading AJ Styles for Robert Rude Ziegler, and I think it's Mustafa Ali as well. It kind of depends what you do with Mustafa Ali, but I don't think that fills an AJ Styles void.
2: There is a suspicion that the reason... um, Yes. The... What do you call it? Uh, Hacker gimmick hasn't appeared on SmackDown the last few weeks is because they are planning to transition it to Raw because it was a very specific thing from SmackDown. Like, it only targeted SmackDown superstars, and now we might see the same thing. But with Raw, I think that would be cool. I don't have any trust that they'll do that. Does that 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 not
1: just ruin any sense of surprise, though?
2: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it does. Because you're thinking, "Hmm, I wonder what the constant here is." Who went from SmackDown to Raw? Uh, but at the same token, I think they had a really good thing there with the hacker gimmick. And if they if they have literally just decided to not do it anymore, um, then it's just it's just stupid. I mean, it'd be very typical Vince, but it's also stupid. Uh, I think, look, yeah, I think especially Taddy can rant about the whole trade system for a long time. Just, I just wanted to make sense. Uh, it didn't make sense when Brock said, just rocked up on...
1: Yeah, that, uh, that kind of killed it. Down. That killed it within a week. Within a week of, a week of, of the whole
2: system. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, who got traded for Blitz cross Applesauce? Someone, I can't remember now. I thought
1: it was just future pixel, wasn't it? Something yeah, like that for
2: future that future picks thing, it was dumb. Anyway, I just wish it made sense. I'll be honest.
3: That's just all that want. Didn't Apollo Crews get traded as well?
1: I, I Yeah,
2: that sounds right.
1: Before a month ago, I forgot about him. It speaks. <laughs> ve- it, I, I, I'm not being asked, but I mean, it speaks volumes of how well he's done and how he's took the opportunity of other people not being there. Uh, But we'll obviously get to him because he's a predominant part of TV. I mean, we mentioned the Ziggler thing. Obviously, um, Lashley's now in the US title spot. But from Lashley to get demoted, I I know it might be linked on to Kevin Owens not wanting to be there anymore, which, as we mentioned, is fair enough and stuff like that. But I was enjoying Lashley v. Drew. I'm kind of disappointed he just kind of got binned off.
2: Yes, I am surprised it got binned off. And I just when I when you said Kevin Owens there, I was like, I wonder if he's going to stay home. And it seems like he's going to stay home. Basically, on fightful, he said last week when there was a confirmed case, he went up to them and said, "Right, I need, I'm going to go home." According to Kevin Owens, there was absolutely no recriminations. There was he, they were just like, "Yep, cool, that's fine." Apparently, there's no recriminations for anyone. He, like, this is him quoting <laughs> anyone who reason. says they want to stay home. Well, yeah. Uh, but that also makes me think that he has he's not the only one that's asked to go home after that confirmed case. Just because of how he says, mm. like, it it's not if if anyone asks, there's no hard feelings at all. Uh, which makes me think maybe they are gonna do a little bit of a reshuffle, in which case the new feud for Drew makes sense because maybe they wanted to put Apollo Cruz with someone, I don't know. Um mm. I think You're right though, Guy, in that I expected Lashley to get another shot, but at the same time, he would have to lose again, and that would probably do him more damage. Even if the feud was really good, Mm. but still, he would have had to lose again. But
1: there's a difference between losing to Drew McIntyre, who's being booked probably stronger than Roman Reigns, than possibly losing to Apollo Crews. True,
2: but will he? With MVP I think it being a factor.
1: I think it'll be fifty fifty. Uh yeah, maybe. The
2: stun I, I I yeah, but also I think that there is a strong possibility that we see the crews uh do anything to protect my championship factor come in again. And I think MVP's if it was just Lashley versus Apollo, I'd be convinced that oh, look, Apollo's going to win, Lashley's going to get revenge. But with the MVP factor, I don't know something's stirring there. I think, mm. and like this this Raw segment. I know it was later in the show, um, but just to bring it, yeah, obviously jump around. But this Raw, the Raw segment with the three of them, I think, was very well done.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's one of the better things that, on TV at the minute. I think. I think. The re- well, the redemption of both of them, really, because Lashley was in a bit of a shit spot before uh, MVP, um, so the redemption of both of them in the, in the Rona era, I think, has been pretty good, um, but we'll get into that, I mean, there's not much more we can do apart from <laughs> apart from uh, Lashley bullying our truth no, <laughs> um, but we'll get into that, I mean, we've done Drew v. Dolph, Nia and Charlotte we kind of touch on, but... I mean, it, it's fitting. We, we that don't, We that, don't it, need to talk about yeah, it's, it's fitting to pick Naya to injure someone on TV. <laughs> that's that's <hilarious. laughs> Yeah,
2: uh, that's a very good point. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. I hadn't thought about oh, that you. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's definitely a middle finger to some people. Um, but today, I mean, we'll ignore that one because we can't touch on it a little bit. Street Profits v Viking Raiders, I'm not sure how long it actually was. But I mean, you, I've I'm, I'm read the first line of your note. The incredible spot. I mean, that just summed up that match. I mean, it was a TV match. It was quick fire and a bit short. But I, for the spot they had, this was great, and I'm surprised they've just not had a, a proper. I know they've had the whole uh, anything we can, uh, you can do, we can do better and stuff like that. But this, this for me, this does a maybe not a main event of a pay per view, but it deserves twenty minutes at a pay per view and it looks like it probably won't get it with what we'll talk about in a sec, but I, I this deserves more t- in-ring time.
3: I I don't know if Vince knew they could work this well together in the ring and, and produce mm. such a match like this. And maybe, having seen it, uh, they, they're going to come back to it another day. Um, but as you said, uh, we'll go into why that might not be happening in the near future. Um, with regards to the match, yeah, that that spot where um, Montez Ford basically does a somersault and Eric catches him mid air to then do like sort of a power bomb. That that has anyone else done that?
1: Not that I, I, I can think of. I'm sure like Ryback yeah. and stuff has tried, but he probably like nearly killed someone. But it's. <laughs> Eric's. It, I mean, not, I know I, Eric, I know Eric's like a that. tank, but you'd like expect like them to do that with like Big Show or something like that. Not Eric. <laughs> yeah, he's under. He's mm. underratedly
2: strong. Mm. Like, he's like even Cesaro, then, yeah. that spot was such a surprise. Mm. <laughs> so, holy shit! I can't believe it was so smooth. It was unreal. And then the, even the "anything you can do, I can do better" bit with um, and lifting. Eric. Oh. Well yeah, that was the cart with <laughs> Eric for the Mikey experience mm. was awesome as well. Just brilliant stuff. To be yeah, fair.
3: That, that that was a fun match. And and I do love the fact um that Tom has kept the From the Heavens <laughs> <laughs> every time. Mantis Ford does a, a I, frog splash. I, I love thought Ivar was
1: going to do that. I <laughs> thought was going to say, Jesus Christ, he's going to kill someone. Bring uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a truck coming from <laughs> <in> there. <maybe. laughs> Good God, that would be painful. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> the Street Profits finally beat the Viking Raiders on, on TV, Alex. Um, which is a great moment. But it's, something we speculated on last pod is potentially making what do we, what do we call Zelina's group? De,
2: de el f- Hijo de Vega. I think we el- still haven't quite figured out what the plural of hijo is.
1: El Hijo del Vega.
2: That's the son of Vega. The plural, whatever the plural of that is, yeah, yeah of Vega. Right. Um, yes, which I believe I did call last hmm. week. When I said uh, I reckon these two will not won't feud with each other, they're actually going to make a team and uh, become a tag team mm. title challenger. I think it's good. It works. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I
1: think it can help Andrade.
2: Yeah, redeem, it can help him
1: redeem himself. That's what i
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it can reset. I think you can have a compelling title picture as well. I think Vega manages a team really well. Um, you can then separate yourself from Viking Raiders and Street Profits without having one necessarily turn on the other. In quotation marks, because mm. obviously the handshake at the end of that match was great. Mm. Uh, could, could we see a triple threat feud? I mean, we, I think that would, that's also a possibility. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I that'd mean, especially that it's
1: extreme. It's Extreme Rules the next one, so you'd imagine it sounds like Ziggler v Drew probably won't be Extreme Rules. So there's got a there's got a be some mad matches in there you'd assume maybe ladder match yeah. or whatever
2: I mean yeah you'd, you'd expect Seth versus Ray, but maybe not a gimmicky Seth versus Ray and no holds barred or something whereas mm. um,
1: ladder match between
2: these three teams or something yeah absolutely a uh, ladder match for TLC one of them yeah I could definitely say that but no the, the um, Andrade and uh, Angel team I think makes a lot of sense as well because you've got Vega, they're backing them up. You still had Angel be his charming self with, was it Charlie or Kayla? I'm not sure. But whoever I think it was her. Charlie. Yeah. She, she, that was that. In she, she was the into two that. 2 <laughs> <Why? laughs> What was she, that? <laughs> <because Alina laughs> two the leader
3: called it two-back Chuck. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of this tag division has been quite fragmented, which is the reason they're, Sold. I don't know if they were forced into it. The reason they did the Street Profits, Viking Raiders uh, cinematic stuff, which was brilliant, um, was because they didn't really have any challenges for, for the Street Profits, so this is promising stuff, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. and, and now we have well, let, let's call it free. I mean, Andrade and Angel, Angel Gaza, I mean, it will work. We, we know it'll work. So we've got three good teams on Raw. At the men, unless I'm, am I forgetting anyone? I was not literally a, just trying to
3: think through the teams. The, the raw Finn, team. Cedric, and <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no.
2: <laughs> they should be they, think, should be they should be, but they're not. Um, I think Brendan, Vink and Shane Thorne are technically ahead oh. of them in the pecking order. Oh God! Given recent results, well, not recent, the, but, um, the last results.
1: <laughs> what the min, What they're called? Um the Messiahites or what we call it. ah uh, yeah buddy
2: and, you, like the disciples the disciples the Messiah, and, Jesus and theory, Christ the Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a budget version of religion yeah. um yeah I get, they, they could technically be a part although they've still got Not the, yet. Yeah. Alistair and yeah. Umberto uh I think th- it's basically three and three isn't it because you've got Cesaro and Shinsuke and mm. then you've got Technically, the Lucha House Party and the New Day, mm. uh provisionally the Usos, but not for another few months, at least.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll and be then all the other people
2: yeah. we're forgetting. You've got three, yeah. Probably well, I mean, have... Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, for the course, champions, so. of course. No, no, it's uh, New Day. It's New Day. Oh, it? oh, no of course, no, sorry the New Day. Yeah, yeah, New Day won it back.
1: Champions of uh, the heart, obviously.
2: Obviously, um, well, the former champions, yeah. Uh, there is probably someone from Raw, Raw we're missing and you're screaming at your podcast device right now, screaming at your phone, going, you're, you're forgetting these? We're sorry, okay? We can only apologise. Um, but I think it's a decent enough spread, put it that way, because WWE get into the positions of making new teams out of nothing.
1: Heavy uh, machinery? Get...
2: Sorry. Yeah, but I don't count them because of Otis. How dare you? Being... Money in the Bank. Oh, I mean, I love Tucky. Don't get me wrong. Tucky. But Otis needs to be a world champion, not a tag team champion. Uh, he can do and, it. Yeah, No, I I, I think they're, uh, the, the ricochet, Cedric is a perfect example of when WWE just go, ah, he, um, well, Vince, because we know Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling and Hunter very much does like tag team wrestling. When Vince says, ah, you two, just go. You're a team now. Um, I think we got the more fortunate one of that. Mm. With uh, Angel and Andrade being put together, mm-hmm.
1: well, Z- Ziggler and Rouge technically a team. No, they're on raw. Yes, Te- sure.
2: Technically but, you know, <laughs> Technically, no. Technically, doesn't
1: yeah. necessarily mean good. Yeah. Uh, and Tazawa and the twelve foot person—that's that, a team in <laughs> oh, the making. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: uh, uh, can I just say, right? I know. Well, I mean, we've we've already talked about Oscar and Charlotte, so. The other thing that was that made me like cack myself, uh, laughing on this show, other than truth, and then obviously the, the Viking Raiders stuff, um, which was later in the show, but I'm talking about it now because I loved it, was Tazawa? He's so good at comedy, and truth plays off him so brilliantly. And the truth thing with Naya being like, You're Tozawa, and then Tozawa shows up, <laughs> and truth says, Tazawa! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, and just, he's just a genius at comedy. Um, and the twenty four seven stuff was really was back to proper fun twenty four seven stuff. Mm. So yeah, if Tozawa and, and Big Big Jordan Ninja is gonna become a tag team, I think I'd be okay with that.
1: It would be good. It would be good. I mean, it'd be. A, they've got a lot of talent there. I mean, they haven't got a lot of team, but they've got a lot of talent. And people like AOP and stuff are out as well, which doesn't te- doesn't help too much. But um, the tag team division's just gone. It's gone underrated for too long. And as you said, Vince Vince doesn't like it. But well, there's a reason. Um, the revival and stuff went away. I mean, the, the WWE would have had the best tag team division pretty easily if they used it properly. Um, well, maybe not easily because of the Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros and etc. But it's very much underused, so hopefully hopefully, the Street Profits v Viking Raiders can start a mini-revival. <laughs> revival, pun. Um, but yeah, let, let's see where it goes, because this was good, even though it was too short. As you mentioned, uh, we've kind of done Aska v Charlotte. Aska finally beat Charlotte, but it's in strange circumstances. I mean, the question is, are they trying to build, rebuild eventually for Oscar v Charlotte again (laughs) or they're trying to build when she comes back, Charlotte v Naya, because one of them sounds a lot worse than the other to do
3: yeah, you'd imagine they're trying to rebuild it um, because at some point you'd think Oscar has to beat her clean Mm. Um, I, I was and I think this is probably my biggest issue with Charlotte is I always find that when times when there are times that people should be put over her, they just there's always an excuse. <laughs> and, and I get that's the character and that's the booking. But, for example, the only reason, you know, Oscar's winning this match is because Charlotte's injured, you know. Yeah. But it then I it, I think it's good heel work, though, because when she comes back, that's exactly what she's going to say oh, yeah, you beat me, but you only beat me because I, you know, I was fighting w- with one arm basically tied behind my back or whatever. Um, so so it works well. It infuriates me, but it works well. And and I suppose it's that back and forth, getting the appreciation of it, but also, you know, um, in terms of the match itself, I think they always put on a good match. Um mm. I thought the the arm work was really good. Char- I thought Charlotte was was really good in this match. I'm glad she didn't go for a, a moon. Her moonsaults in the ring are not great um, unless she's landing on her feet. And I suppose because she's a gymnast, that she's used to doing moonsaults landing on her feet. So she always kind of over rotates whenever mm. she's doing the moonsault. I've, I've found. Um, so I was glad she did one where she landed on her feet, and and that looks impressive as hell. And then for Oscar, um, I don't know. Did did you guys feel this elevated, Oscar? I I, I it didn't do anything for me because I was no. like, well, Charlotte's
2: injured. So, yeah, so, it was.
1: It felt like well, you struggled against an injured Charlotte, then you got battered later on by Sasha and Bailey. So yeah. you just kind of look like a bit of a dweeb. Where's Kyrie? I know she's injured-injured, but surely you'd do that and then Kyrie can come out and help at some point. It just seemed a bit
2: confusing. Really. I think they have trouble booking champions with the exception of Drew that can always seem badass. Even Becky for a while, I mean, every time she got on the mic, she'd turn it around. But there were points where she'd look at them bit badass, and then she would, like, yeah, get sneak attacked all the time. Um, Seth, that was a big problem with Seth. He looked like a little bitch a lot when he was champ. He was absolute dweeb all the time. Yeah, all full dweeb constantly, whereas I think that's one of the crowning achievements of this Drew McIntyre reign so far, COVID reign, I guess you can call it. Uh, has been, he has looked a million bucks most of the time and it helps that they give you the microphone a lot and letting him talk. I guess you can't do that with Asuka because of the Japanese thing. Uh, she always looks quite badass when she talks Japanese, but that only goes for a bit. So it's more up to the matches. And yeah, I think Teddy's right. Losing, um, it's wrestling, right? So an injured person will always put up a, a, like enough of a fight Unless it's Owens versus Zane. Hmm. um, so so I like I'm not discounted with that. It's more that I didn't necessarily think the match was necessary. Uh, I don't necessarily want to see Naya involved with Oscar again. So it's a good thing that Sasha's there. But yeah, they they hmm. need to get to making Oscar look like a badass sooner rather than later. Or
1: they'll just put the belt on Sasha so both of them can be on both shows and have prominent positions. <clears throat> we will wait and see on that one. Um, Probably the best part of Raw, which kind of interlinked with the Randy Orton stuff as well, Edge's promo to Dewey. Um, I know he's always been good on the mic, but I know he did acting roles whilst he was, I was going to say away, I shall say injured. Um, This was this was special man
3: it really was it really was um yeah the i think all almost all their promos both him and randy have been on fire for a good six months now it seems um yeah this promo hit all the 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 notes even just the setting of it Mm. i love and and this is also you know something that's Become more prominent during the Rona era is I'm loving that they're doing backstage promos in different settings, opposed to always you know guys w- or girls going to the ring and shooting a promo in the ring. I like that different promos from different areas of show. It just gives the show a good. Uh, it I think it flows better for the show. Um, uh I love the fact that um the 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 one line he pulled out saying. Um he's going to make Randy Orton wish Cowboy Bob was shooting blanks. Mm. Oh what a line. So
2: damn good. what a line.
3: Mm. Um yeah, and, and I love the fact that and you know, obviously the PG era, but a new rated R superstar is is emerging and Randy is the one that brought it out of him. i I do think so i do think but the the whole concept of you know the oh i'm happy to be back happy go lucky edge needed to die in order for rated r superstar to come back to life and oh man it's it's building up to be a really really good time for edge my other my question though because I, I was wondering why they broke Christian last week. Um, I was thinking, well, Edge is gone. Why would you sort of continue the feud? And then now we've got this Edge promo. Could his injury not be as bad as first thought?
2: It, 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 do exactly you guys get I that reckon. feeling? Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. I reckon it might, be a, it might be a month, six-week job. Um, well, um, last week, Orton
1: mentioned July last week, didn't he? But then he said 2021. So maybe yeah. he was secretly alluding that it is just a one-month injury? Possibly. When's, that, Possibly when's the, our eight-day SummerSlam?
2: Is that August? Ooh. Late August? Yeah. yeah. So, well, I said late um, August. Mid to late August. Because mid to, he's going to go for about a week and a half.
1: Yeah. That must that must be the aim, you'd presume.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it probably could be sooner. Post-extreme hmm. rules, you don't know. Also, the fact that Big Sheriff showed up, I think... The fact they're continuing the legend killer thing means it's better than because they don't have enough legends. And if they if Edge was really out for three months, you have Orton defend himself. You have maybe you maybe have the Christian thing. You have maybe the suspicion of when Edge gets back, he's going to make your life hell. Or when Edge gets back, when Edge gets back, but you don't actually have Edge there. The fact that they had Edge cut a promo. And I think, yeah, Taddy said Teddy said it was fantastic in terms of the location, but also the lighting, the way it was shot. One of his eyes was sort of in the darkness. One of his eyes was in the light a lot of the time. Uh, his acting was unreal. It was one of my favorite promos I think I've seen in the last few years. And Orton has been cutting very similarly class promos in terms of some of the best he's ever done, some of the best I've seen in the last few years as well. Um and even if you count the end of last week's Raw as a promo, in, in inverted commas, the whole, why did you make me do that? Why did you make me do that? I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, but you came after my livelihood. Why are you here? What did you make me do? And then Edge flipping the switch on the same thing of being like, yeah, you hear voices in your head, but you're going to hear mine when you get home to your to your wife. When you look at Kim and you both realise what you've done, you both realise I'm coming for you. It's just, oh, it's just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant storytelling and brilliant character work. Um, and I think... The likelihood is that we see Edge sooner rather than later in terms of his injury time scale. I think yeah, maybe mid to late July is probably what we're looking at now. Um, But he still said it was a torn torn bicep. Well, torn tricep, wasn't it? So Mm -hmm. maybe it was just a minor one. But um, God, yeah, this was just sensational. Even um, the big show in Orton thing was really good. Yeah, with Flair, I thought it was fantastic. And even the moment that Orton said, you know, some might even call you a legend, and you're just like, oh, what's he going to do? What's he <laughs> going to do? What's he going to do? And then they obviously teased it and then extended it out to next week. Like, oh, it was the most I've enjoyed a big show segment in ages. Like, <laughs> what I don't
3: get though is why is why is Ric Flair there?
2: That's what like, I was going to say as well. Mm. And I figured that Flair would basically be saying like, um. Oh, I just wanted to convince. I just did it so Christian wouldn't make an idiot out of himself and wouldn't actually get injured. And now he can go away. But it seems like Flair's doing it because he wants to see Randy succeed. I don't really understand. Um, I, want, I'm also, I want.
3: I want Randy to punt him.
2: I, was I, I thought say the exact same thing. Yeah, I thought this week RKO. was going to happen. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that as well. But I mean, it probably is going to happen eventually, it's just I hope we get some reasoning before that as to why Flair, other than being the dirtiest player in the game, why and being half of Evolution, and thinking Orton's the best ever, why he's necessarily aligned with him.
1: Because as you mentioned, we, we don't have many legends about.
2: Um, we don't. For a legend killer, we've got Ray, who's already been dealt with by Seth. We've got um, Oh, I'm trying to think
1: now. Jeff is
2: smacked down technically.
1: And they're Sheamus just, they they're too tech.
2: active. Mm. Um there aren't many. There really aren't many. Which I is mean, could testament you to, I don't know on, which is nice. Bring
1: back Mark Henry. Maybe. Stuff like that. I mean Kate no still, probably busy. He
2: still works at the PC, I think. Oh yeah, in fact he works as an agent. Yeah. Kane... You can't really punt the mail. Um, Yeah, you can. (laughs) uh, But no, yeah, they they have sort of moved on from the whole Legends thing. Well, apart from when they call Goldberg. Um, But I think Flair is probably a good one to punt. Big Show obviously Mm. is a good one to punt because you get into publicity for... The Big Show Show. show. The Big Show Show. Um, Other than that, I think you sort of need Edge back sooner rather than later. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll be able to dig up all sorts of random people. It doesn't have to be full programs with them, if if needs be. You can just run in and punt people in the head for no reason. Which is great! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll move on. Um, we've done the 24-7 stuff. We kind of touched on Natalia defeating Liv Morgan. Do we, do we care at this stage? Not, not not really. particularly.
2: Apart from the Ruby and Liv stuff.
1: Yeah. But we'll see where that goes. Um Orton Flair segment. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said that really big big show. It's it's good use of him. Um it, it is. It is, and if it continues the legend killer stuff, it doesn't always have to be legends, but Orton I mean this Orton, I happily see him V Drew at some point for the title. Um maybe Edge can come back and cost him or something, that's probably a a good workaround. Um, women's tag team match, uh, tag team titles, we pretty much knew that Sasha and Bailey were going to win. Anything to add?
3: Just that they all worked together well, I th- I think. Mm. Yeah, um, it was a fun match. Yeah, very fun match.
2: And I'm not sure, again, there's the doll thing, I'm not sure why Sasha got a title shot, but she just sort of did.
1: It's not nice, so stop complaining. <laughs> okay,
2: now you've made a very good point.
3: There we go. And, and I love the fact that Bailey's not getting any of the pins. It helps yeah, the story. It's really, really good. Hmm.
2: It's and there's the subtle stuff they're doing. The whole Sasha teasing, going after Bailey's title. Fantastic. Keep that up.
1: It'll happen one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2021, 2022. Who knows? Uh, uh, US title stuff. We we've kind of mentioned this already. Um, Lashley was rumoured to get a title at some point, but would, uh, I mean, we kind of discussed it a bit. But today, we would taking the title off Cruise at this stage, kind of just relegate him straight back to what he was pre-COVID
3: yeah i th- i'm 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 worried that it will um I, I don't know where he goes if he doesn't have that title and I'm pretty sure that's the main reason he's on t v at the moment um i I think he was a Paul heyman guy which which also means you know like I can see why Bobby could get the title but i I think there's more to get out of cruz uh as champion I really want him to do the whole keep it at all costs, and that turns him into a heel. At least, at least let him have that 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 run, because I think it will help him so much in terms of character development.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, Alex could could Lashley. If it's not a clean loss, could he lose to Apollo Cruz without damaging too much? But that'd be two title matches lost in a row.
2: I don't know. It would depend on how they did it. I Mm. I wouldn't be for it, but at the same token, I don't think you can derail Apollo's title reign just yet. So, yeah, what do you do? Uh, If it were me, I would try and do the whole any means necessary thing. Maybe MVP gets involved, um, Apollo Crews realizes that he has to cheat to win, so he does so, and MVP sort of begrudgingly claps him away and says, ah, we're not done yet. We're not done. um. But at the same token, yeah, you can then have Apollo just sort of get even more paranoid and be like, oh, the odds are stacked against me, what else could I do but cheat? Um, I think that would be the way I'd take this, but I still don't know whether Apollo is one of some really sort of or one of Raw's hmm. um, genuine investments or whether this has sort of just been more of a
1: the are running out of people because of Corby's. well they are
2: <laughs> legit and again we don't know who's going to test positive if someone tests positive and they can't be on TV for two weeks you know someone might take that spot and impress and the thing is Apollo has been impressive so it's not like he deserves to get a ton taken off him by any stretch
1: yeah I, I agree I agree um i I wouldn't mind either being champion. that's the thing, but it's just a shame one of them will have to lose in some in some fashion um one of the weaker points of the show for me, Alex, what was this last segment with uh Mysterio's v the messiah um crack i mean i I really love the Messiah stuff so far, but this Mysterio stuff's gone on a tad too long. For me, no? I think this was one week too, Benny?
2: Possibly. I enjoyed Seth trying to put Dominic's eye on the steps. I thought that was cool. I think that was probably the moment they were probably gearing up for. I'm not sure it needed to close the show, but, you know, cool. I like it when different things close the show. Um, Alistair Black and Umberto coming back, I'm not a huge fan of. I think mm. keep Ali off T V unless you're giving that, him something that that's me. worth yeah. doing. He did look a bit bleeby. Yeah. I mean Umberto in a main event is just it's incredible stuff considering he's he's our nominated jobber. Um I I don't like that term. He's our nominated uh loss for someone who needs a win. Um so yeah, I I I I wonder if this is all just building to Seth versus Ray. I kept thinking like, wait, so what's Dominic actually going to do? Is he going to fight? Is he going to be involved in the match? Like, what's the payoff here? But I think it's mostly just to get Ray versus Seth some more stakes. Um, it's probably gone on maybe a week too long, but at the same time, the whole Dominic thing is fun, in a way. so mm. Not too bad, but it's mostly the Black thing that annoyed me, because I don't think you should be involved with these no. these guys anymore.
1: All I can think um, is if maybe the Gonna build to three v three rather than one v one, and then Dominic on the outside. Which
2: three? Well, yeah, Dominic being the outside, but I would have.
1: Unless Seth What's recruits it? someone else, then it can be four v four.
2: Maybe I would have Dominic be part of that three, but mm. again, who do you take out? Which one of the two?
1: Well, uh, Alistair obviously because dweeb.
2: Yeah, you don't want him to make him look stupid, unless unless we're getting another Alistair versus Buddy match, in which case. That is the least weight thing, and yes, yes I'm willing really for that. Yeah,
1: yes. And then Austin Theory can beat Humberto, obviously,
2: because <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> as, uh, as it, yeah, it's exactly how it works. Yes. that's just what happens.
1: A hundred percent. Um, today, were your your thoughts on this uh, and the angle itself? As I said, I, I like the Messiah stuff, but mm, the Mysterio stuff, mm, tad off the rail.
3: um yeah um, it's been okay for me i think seth has gotten into a groove with his character so i think that's helping the situation and then it's more a case of just waiting to see dominic fight (laughs) that's pretty much what i'm doing waiting to see dominic fight and um i'm curious um because two two ways I was hoping they they go with it is uh, um one was that Dominic um turns heel and joins the Messiah and the disciples. Uh I think that could be a really cool storyline. Or you put Dominic into a tag team with Humberto and have Ray managing them. Well because call that's them the probably... dweeb. <laughs> 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 that, but 'cause it's probably the 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 best way To have Dominic come in, because then he can be on the apron learning, you know, from from guys in the ring, and then you're kind of protecting him because he can only come in for like hot tags and stuff like that, and then Mm. and then he can slowly become a singles guy. But in terms of you know um, introducing him, I think that would be the best way to introduce him. And also the fact that Seth has lost a lot. Recently, does he hmm. win this? I don't see how he wins this. I, I don't know how.
2: I think how you guys still think about beats that. He has to Ray one on one. He has to beat Ray. Hmm. I think this if if this is a whole setup for Seth beating Ray, then it's worked. Hmm. But I think if they try and do the three on three and have Ray and Dominic have a moment, I also don't think Dominic's necessarily ready yet. Um, so sort of maybe have him feature in the tag team match, but then go off to do some more training. Yeah, we'll see. Hmm.
1: I quite like the tag team show. I mean, if... Um, wait, you put it in the group, of the hell are they Los Hijos Del Vega. If they end up winning the titles, which seems like a possibility, they're probably the perfect people for the Mysterios to feud with if they become a tag team one way or, or a group one way or the other. So I could kind of see that. I mean, the pieces are falling into place there. So I could see that. But at the same time, him joining Seth would be pretty cool. Or some other George's choking him out on the outside because it, it needs to happen. Um, <laughs> and
3: Ray's <laughs> contract runs out soon. I don't think he's he signed a new one.
2: And I, well, he's he's the the inclination is that he wants to just do whatever will keep Dominic in the grace okay. of WWE. So. He might sign, but even if he doesn't sign, I think he'll probably be like, he'll probably end on amicable terms because he mm-hmm. wants to do what? will at least keep his son sort of training and doing stuff there, which mm-hmm. is fair enough. Does,
1: does he get... I mean, we mentioned him losing to Seth. I mean, does he not win stuff unless they do a retirement angle? That's probably the only... Actually, he's just there to put people over at this stage unless he does get a
2: retirement angle. At this stage, yeah, and I think he's entirely dependent on what he thinks his body is doing and how long he can go. I mean, people forget that he's gone for so long now that surely the retirement angle is soon, and the retirement retirement angle should happen in the WWE. So I don't know, I don't know what you do, but I I don't know how you do it, rather. But there is absolutely going to be a point where he is putting over people, and you think, okay, now's the time to write off into the sunset. Yeah. Speaking speaking of which, before we finish, I don't know if you two have seen the a dock yet. Not quite. on Christ! Yeah, we didn't
3: touch it on that. It.
2: Um. Well, I was just going to ask. Like, do you think? A. Do we think he's done? Because I think. I mean one one of the things that came out of the dock was basically him ending it on his own terms, but also to um, do we think the last three, four, five years have tarnished Taker's legacy?
3: Mm, firstly, on the do I think he's done? Um, yeah, I, I, I saw the the documentary. It's really good. Uh, it's, that last episode was really good. I I would hope that he's done purely because I don't think you can get a better send off than that documentary. I thought that was an yeah, excellent like send off way way to send him off. Um, in terms of when he could potentially come back, I could see them doing something at Survivor Series because that would be a thirty year like reunion type thing or thirty years because I think he made his debut in
1: mm-hmm. Survivor
3: Series thirty years ago. Yeah. So if if yeah. they have a match there or, or some sort of ceremony or something there then that's possibly what he could he could come back for but yeah i hope he's retired but i don't believe he's retired I, I think he he's gonna get coaxed to come and do one more or, or however many more matches especially with the cinematic uh universe now there um but yeah in terms of if he should i think he should and then whether or not the last few years have tarnished his i think i think they have because he has chased the dragon uh and and he's not necessarily had the the best of matches the cinematic ones though i think he could have legs on that one i just don't think in the ring it's 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 the best uh use of him now
1: yeah i'm 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 kind of there with do. i haven't watched the, all of the documentary yet i obviously know the news that he's retired uh, through that and stuff like that. I've watched the first couple. I was waiting for a all to come out, and I haven't found time yet. With football coming back, I've I've become a football slut once again. Um, I will definitely watch it at some point now, especially now that the it's an FA Cup weekend, and who gives a shit? Um, so I will watch that. But no, I, I don't think you'd be retired. Saudi Saudi money man, Shawn Michaels came out of fucking retirement. They, they he'll fight someone. Saudi will give Sting a new neck, and then he'll retire after that or something.
2: <laughs> I think that is, yeah. I think that is probably likely. I hope he's retired, though. I really do. Because I think, like Teddy said, it's it's a unique send-off, doing it through a documentary rather than going out on your back. It is perfect. Um, anything now will just tarnish what was already a good retirement at WrestleMania 33. Uh, where uh which didn't happen, and then obviously everything happened, and if he goes back to do an actual Saudi show in the ring, it won't work again. Yes, I think cinematics could suit Taker, but at the same time, the Boneyard match is just the best way <laughs> to go out. It's just amazing, and even the way he said that in the last episode, minus spoilers here, guy talking about how The Holy Trinity was taker, biker taker, and Mark Calloway, and he he was at peace for the first time, and he was happy to go out like that. Um, I think it was just, yeah, a perfect way to go, and I really hope he stays retired and gets inducted into the Hall of Fame and can find peace, because I think, yeah, Triple H put it best, and that's what Teddy quoted there, Chasing the Dragon. It's just his legacy has been tarnished. And it did get saved slightly mm. by that boneyard match, yeah. but anything more would just continue to degrade it. Do
3: you guys think he should be the sole inductee when he gets when he gets inducted?
1: Ooh, yeah. that's a
2: shout! Absolutely. Yeah, that's I think a, that's that a would make shot, it yeah. special. Yeah, think especially it, given they're running out.
1: Yeah, who who inducts him now? Is it Sean or is it Kane? It must be one of them too. Kane. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Probably can
1: yeah. 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 I I, I like the shot of the Soul Inductee as so well. I, I do agree it's tarnished it a bit, but the Boneyard match was pretty much perfection. So I don't think he can top that. But I I, I think Saudi money will just it'll, it'll get him in one more time. And if not, hopefully there's a there's a thing at Survivor Series. It doesn't have to be a match, but it can be just a, a farewell at um, Survivor Series. Um. But yeah. Yeah, be interesting. But uh, that's where we'll finish up. Um, and yeah, the, somehow we still get nearly two hours out of these shows. But uh, the most important thing from this, I mean, we can talk about wrestling as much as we want, but the, as we mentioned at the start, the Speaking Out cam- campaign movement, that's a better word, um, is the most important thing to take away from the show, the industry, social media, everything. The Speaking Out campaign. Should be the focus of this show, and I'll probably make it the title as well um but yeah do do support, don't be a bell end, don't be making false uh, telling this, their false accusations and all that stuff because that's that's the whole point of this movement. People were scared to come out, and hopefully this is the start, as we said, but we'll finish up there, so thank you for listening and goodbye.